Hello there, welcome to another week's episode of the Hinted Neuron Podcast. On this week's episode of the podcast, you hear me talk with Tunde Afalabi. We talked about religion. I, I I wanted to get his perspective on transitioning from being a Christian to being an atheist. He was a Christian, now he's an atheist. And you know, we talked about religion in the Nigerian scene. I talked about how his worldview has changed and what has changed for him and how he sees the world now. It's a very short conversation and I hope you enjoy it. If you have any questions, comments or concerns, don't forget to contact me on Instagram or Twitter at Hinted Neuron. Also, if you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts with my podcast five stars on Spotify or Apple Podcast. And now, here's my conversation with Tunde Afalabi. I am here with Tunde Afalabi. Thank you for coming on the podcast. The pressures, man. We've, we've been exchanging some series of texts and, you know, we decided to do this podcast to talk about some of the things we've been talking about. And one of those things we've been talking about is religion. We've had a few talks about religion and and the state of things in Nigeria. So, because yeah. you, you've asked me before about why I think about theism and atheism, I gave you my own thoughts about why I think. But I think maybe you should, because a good starting point would for you would be like, maybe tell me what you think about theism and atheism. Okay. All right. Um, theism, actually, it's, uh, that's, um, the belief in the existence of God or God, actually. So, anatheism is the lack of the belief, right, in a in an individual. So, my take on that is, um, as somebody who doesn't believe in God, theism and atheism has been something like, actually, there haven't been much conversation going around or that I've heard about it in our society these days, but it's actually something that we should really speak more of and people should clear and people should understand. Like this there is this kind of um there's this kind of division among people apart from cultural division which would be um religious, I would say like people that believe in God mostly Christians, I would say, they have this kind of strong, some of them, if not most of them, they have this strong, um, like, this kind of strong, as in like, just trying to drag people into the religion and you, you don't want to accept it. You just don't want to give in to any possibility that there could be God or something. You're just like, damn, you're just dead to them. And they like practically hate you and all that stuff. It's just one of the things that makes it difficult to understand and come to terms with among people. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you touched on something that like really is similar to what happened on Twitter one certain time. I think that was, I think last week or last two weeks, there was this issue on Twitter about a guy or a girl who preached to, to a Uber driver and the Uber driver was Muslim. To preaching the gospel to the Uber driver, but like 
he didn't seem to like um confront her or anything. And it, it sparked a lot of debate on Sita because we were talking about the fact that we were like questioning whether that is right or not, that for somebody to just start preaching to somebody in you know in a public space. You get people said that's assault, people said no, that's just a, a plain evangelism or like like, like giving different takes on it, but like it was this strong duality you get. You see this strong duality in takes okay. on whether evangelism is good or not. What, what, what would you think? In in a situation like that, actually, um, the was it the passenger that was trying to um preach to the driver, right? Yes, sir. There's it's actually I don't know. Actually, I'm not sure about saying it's right or wrong because it's in two ways. Now, one, the passenger ordered an Uber to get them to where they're going. So they're in a strictly or more so professional environment. So there shouldn't be room for that sort of thing. So then when um, it does not happen like that, when the passenger is now trying to minister to the driver, and the driver turned that down. Why? What is people's problem with that? What is people's problem with that? Actually, they are not in any good environment. They are not in the proper environment for that. So actually, in a way, it can be said that the the person that was trying to minister to that person is the person at fault. That's the person that's wrong. You mean the person who was trying to pitch to Uber driver is the person that's wrong? Yes. No, I, I, I still don't know, though, but personally... Personally, I, you know, I've tried to think about it and like, I've tried to think about, um, <laughs> I rationalize it, but like, I don't want to rationalize it. That was because part of me would definitely not like it because I, I don't know if you, you, you attended, um, okay, for people in Nigerian universities who stayed in the university hostels, they could relate to this. Really those who attended Obafemi Abolo University, they were like these, um, church guys. I would not say church guys. I would say, evangelism members who used to preach for them and say, can I get a minute of your time and this and that. Most times it becomes, yes. well, I think what, what I found out was that most of this time, like these guys like try to exactly- be like, you don't have understanding or, or you don't have uh, trying to like, like you are running away from the divine truth. All those kind of things is, I'm, or I don't want to listen to you at this particular time. You know, if you could still persist, then I, I think that is harassment, and and that and it's quite persistent in 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 like in in our own um, culture like or whatever. And I don't know why it's being allowed. That's exactly what I'm talking about. They approach you, they'll be like, "Can I have a minute of your time?" And you try to politely turn them down and tell them that, "Okay, guy, um, or I probably know what you're trying to say, and and maybe you just give them a little." a little um, introduction into your own ideas about it. And then they'll start blasting, start dragging you, start making you feel like less of an imam. That's exactly what I'm talking about. And there are that right there, that's the harassment. In fact, it's just even way much more than harassment. Because just like, I just don't know. I personally, makes me makes me angry a lot. But it's just something that I can't take on people because it's a matter of like, the way the mentality has been passed down from generations to generations. So it's just something, something actually very big and taking it down, we have to to require work on very large scale in our society. In fact, 
start continent self. Yeah. And, and you know, although, yeah, I, I, I because yes, yes, definitely. I also want to have, you know, deeper into this conversation because I think it's quite broad. <laughs> there are many areas it could branch into. Oh, uh, for you now, maybe as a person and with your own set of beliefs, I think one of, I, I want to get your own worldview in this sense that because you were once the person who believed this certain thing and then you changed. Tell me what was maybe the Eureka moment for you or the epiphany you had that you decided to see the world in a different way. All right. Um, as I'm saying this now, it's actually kind of personal to me, but I'm going to try to address it the best the best way I can right now. People are going to read a lot of spiritual meaning to it right now, as I'm saying it, but it actually started like um about six okay, that's seven six years ago when after I lost my mom. Actually it doesn't have anything to do with losing my mom, but <clears throat> at that point so many, many things were happening around me and I I started to read more. I started to research more. And I was having a lot of moment of just sitting down and having critical reasoning, thinking about things, reading about things and just then putting together thinking, how can it be? How can it be that okay, we've been all our lives to a kid? been going to church every day we pray we pray to god they tell us that god is in heaven way on earth here satan <laughs> when we're small the satan is in the ground or below us actually but then i'm thinking i'm thinking every logical point of view and looking at it critically none of it actually makes sense i hope that oh, people don't take offense from me saying that it just does not make sense in any way. I how do you expect me to believe that okay, there's a God there in heaven to so everything I've seen or heard or read about him? There's nothing so 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 physically evident in his existence and in the fact that is there is the supernatural power controlling the earth and things that are happening in the minds of human beings around the world and nature. It all just does not make sense. Everything happening in and around the world, there's scientific explanation to them. But what is the logical, should I say scientific explanation to the fact that, okay, there's a supernatural being not living amongst us here on earth, or there are some set of supernatural beings that are not among us, that have supernatural powers to control things in the most in the most you know in ways that are not so logical in ways that are not so explainable and you'll be hearing preachers or people that believe asking you to just believe with faith how does that just does not as in i don't know most of them people you 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 say this to people people are going to be like you are so crazy you don't know what you are doing you are stupid for saying something like that how can you say that and it all just does not make any sense in any way. Sitting down and thinking about it, even most of all the people going around saying that, okay, this is what I believe, this is what I believe, and I want people to believe it along with me. If you sit them down, critical, and ask them what, what exactly is the most logical thing 
you can make out of this. You can use to explain and prove so so thing to me. They will have nothing to say to you. Or whatever it is they are going to be saying to you, I see all just things that are just like things that are mostly made up and not things that are really, really logical. That's just it's just it's just the thing, man. So I sat and I thought and I decided that no, I I actually don't want to I'm going to change my direction of belief. And I did that. Actually, uh, well, <laughs> it's been kind of not so challenging, I would say, because um, since I'm I'm an adult, some of my friends, we've talked about it together. Some of them that be like, guy, you are wrong. I just decided that I there's no need for me to just, just be looking at let him just be saying what I say. Just so that's how it was for me. And yeah. What what was the debate going in your head at maybe that particular time? Because for me, I'm I'm this kind of because I think we we, we had one of these conversations before, and I'm like, I don't like labels. You get, I I yes. don't want to like be fully in one identity. I don't like kind of restrict myself. But what was the debate in your head? Like, okay, when you said this is who I'm going to be, this is who I am, this is what I believe. All the debates in your head, like there, are, there are in so many, so many um, branches, so many ways. At some point, I was just thinking about the 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 definition of good and evil. Something about good and evil is that actually there's no no body, no person, no no particular idea or method is actually created or known to be the most standard definition of what's actually good and what's actually bad. If we are being completely honest with ourselves, what is good, it depends on the 100% on the perspective on, of the particular person in question. Like, for example, now, let me, let me, um, let me make an example. When there are two people, when two people are in a room, and in the room, there is a there is a cup of water, and those two people know that they are going to die, and the cup of water is going to save one of them. Now, the first person, what is good to that first person at that point is for him to grab that water and take it. Now, that would mean that the second person is going to die. So, perspective on that situation now would be, would be what? We'd be in two ways. Some people will say he did what was right by saving himself and leaving the other person to die. Some will say he was wrong. He did what was bad. What did he do? He was selfish and he killed the other person. So now, that's just the most basic way, the most basic way to define what's actually good and what's actually bad in every situation. Because if you look at everything critically in the interaction between people, even animals, everything, everything is just about everybody's actually fighting for themselves. So that's just one of the one of the debates going on in my mind at that point. So if the definition of what's good and what's bad 
is actually depending is actually is actually on what the particular person in question decides to be what is good or what is bad then what is now the function of god at that instant so that's it i think i i get you and i understand that but i feel but, but what you now say is that do you feel like maybe as people we could not define the moral principles for us that that could help us know what is good and what is bad i mean if maybe you are not taking your own um ethics and morals from a religious perspective but from quite philosophical background yeah because you said we might not objectively know what's good and what's bad but like in maybe a philosophical perspective we could define that for ourselves you know um i could define um, um our own morals for what's good and what's bad what do you think to define what's actually good and what's actually bad depends some people decide to take down based on 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 philosophical from philosophical point of view some religious some cultural some society the society and all that and some just was popular or was trending they just go along with it and it's just all in different ways like that yeah I, i i clearly understand you i clearly understand you or you know right now because maybe you look at your own self and maybe you look at your yourself now you look at yourself now you look at your old self what would you think maybe you would say to your name is tunde right oh all this what would you have said to the old tunde maybe earlier okay i don't know <laughs> i'm just i don't know if i see my past self right now i'm just going to be like man what the fool you were because at that point then I was it felt like hi I was just so not free there were so many things you could not see when you could actually say them you are actually free to say them there are just some things that you could not do there are just a lot of restrictions a lot of just based on based on and one thing one one messed up thing actually with the way our society is now and the way they take religion most of rules that you know old people stressed parents actually take to guide their children and they make it look like it's religious it's actually from culture like for example now they say don't draw tattoo which which parts in the bible which parts in the bible they get that from and meanwhile there are some other religions out there that even endorse you know I've getting tattoos. So so many other things like that. I cannot be like don't drink and uh, particularly about Christianity drinking they they are debates in it even within the religious, you know, within the religious um among the religious people they they debate about it they they argue that was wrong is drinking alcohol at all and then some other people be like you can have it but don't get drunk and all that so all that confusion and everything was just so confused and my old self was so confused and not so sure what I was doing i i was not i was not sure what I was doing. that's why i had to sit down and critically think about 
think about everything and evaluate everything and decide that no, 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 this has not been going right. Things have to change. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, 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 because I've had this conversation before. I think in episode, I had a conversation in episode, right? Episode 21, when I had a conversation with, I think episode 21 or 22, when I had a conversation with Busayo. We're talking about how we could build a um, set of moral principles, like not like build, like how we could looking for a child. How would you tell a child this is the right thing? Because if we think about it, some of the rules that we feel like religion places on us, they are actually good things, they are actually things that some of them are there to like protect us. And if we follow them, that we could actually turn out fine. So, all the things, yeah. because not not all of them are, are, but I understand that in the sense that you try to make it in the way that okay, if you don't do this, then you will go to hellfire. In a way, it's trying to scare you from certain things that okay, maybe if you don't do it, you will normally not turn out fine. So like, just don't do it. But how would you explain that to a child that maybe without a religious um, religious backing that because. Okay, imagine for someone like me, I'll think about, I'll think about, um, someone like me, I'll think about what I've done to get, I'll think about, um, I, I don't, I, I said, I'll think about how I grew up, to get, I'll think about how my own life trajectory was like shaped. There are certain things I did not do because I was scared I would go to hellfire if I didn't do them. Now, good for me that I didn't do those things because maybe I don't know where I would have ended up in. You know, there are just like few basic things. But how would you? But but now that I'm an adult, I could you know know what's good, how to do things in a certain manner without being scared of okay whether I'll go to hell or not. But for a child who is not fully fully developed. How do you explain to him not to do certain things? Like when you don't put that restriction that you go to hellfire if you do it. But because when you say, okay, this thing, just don't do this thing. But you know that there are no like um, eternal consequences for this. Like you would go to hellfire if you do this. You, but, but, yeah. he, but he knows that there are no eternal consequences for either. Like you will not go to hellfire or all these things. But like, to say I mean, those if you tell me, I, I would, if, because as a child, if you tell me I should not do this thing, you, you say I should not do it, but you not tell me there's no eternal consequence for it. I'm not going to help you or anything. I would still like to do it because there is no consequence in the long run for me or whatever. So, what, what would you say to that? They are young. Actually, it's actually not recommended. I know it's actually not recommended to to bring them up with all of all that religious restrictions and you know so. In a situation like that, when you want to, like, say, you want to explain to each other, okay, don't do so, so thing. Like, for example, now, how it's actually, it's there are a couple of ways some of them are actually, I don't know, maybe you could say extreme in terms of like discipline or whatever. Like for example, now you give a child instructions, don't, don't um, don't touch that water boiling there without saying anything. That's for example, okay. If the child decides to go there, 
and go and do and go against what you told them and dip their hand into the boiling water. Now they are going to learn their lesson and they are going to know it for themselves. Okay, I know that that sounds extreme. Other ways is you could actually just break it down logically for them, explaining things to them, give them all the various points of view from every angle you can think of or you know of as to why they should not. But also let them know that they are free to do it if they want to, but the consequences would be theirs to live with. That's like the most logical things that are going to happen, not just things that are like mostly fictional, like you go to hell and all that. But when you're telling them that don't do this thing, you give them various perspectives and the possible things that could happen. But you also let them feel free to know that actually they are free to do this thing. But, you know, whatever they do, the consequences will be theirs to bear. You understand? Yeah. Yeah, but you know, if something I've about because because I I had that conversation with Busayo and I didn't quite come to a good conclusion to you know back up any arguments that I brought up there that we could teach children you know their own morals and ethics on a pure philosophical background without relying on religion because if we are being honest, I think. Religion is good in a sense that it is a very good control mechanism. It's something that has helped for for the yes, number actually, of years. It has I, I would I would agree with that. I would agree with that. But you know, um, there are some experiences I've had with with some relatives of mine that I've stayed with, like one particular uncle of mine that I see, but that man was. Is this it's too extreme, man? It's too extreme, man. In fact, it was at that point was among the things that you know that aroused the you know gathered up all the thoughts in me. So, so some some parents or what you know or people they are actually too too they taking it too far and mostly on just things that are just so not lo- logical, you know. And if, you know, you continue to you, you be extreme with these young people, you're going to push them. You're going to push them to a point where they are going to go back on their own and they're going to think that what's the meaning of all this thing I've been doing to myself? All these things that they're saying to me, is it actually true? They're going to start thinking. They're going to start researching on their own and wanting to know the fact about it. Because actually, that point... That's just exactly how it was for me. That my uncle was too very harsh on me and he was always justifying his harshness with the Bible and the religion. But at the end of the day, I'm going to hate that man forever. <laughs> I, I, I quite understand that because, yeah, we, if we are being honest, because there's these sort of critiques that have always come up about misogyny, about oppression, about homophobia and so many other kind of things that have always come up from you know from religious circles that a lot of um suffering will like i don't think suffering is the right word a lot of um is it wickedness i don't know whether wickedness is very sharp a word there um 
you know, people oppression, I guess, like on other people, just, you know, the power dynamics in religious circles, uh, all these things happen and people use, people, people do all these things, I guess they could still justify it using their religion. And, you know, is one of those critiques that I've, I've always taken seriously, which if we are being honest, is very true. And, 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 and I'm always very sad when people try to discount it. But what do you think that for yourself now, you you probably see, um, you probably have a different worldview. Now, even apart from religion, there's culture. Yes. These two things are quite almost the same thing. You could say religion is a culture since they are just quite ways to live by Those, rules that they have yes. their own rules and would you say in your own world do you you've transcended both culture and religion i i i guess but culturally there's still many things about me are still just customized like the way they've been right even before i i i made that decision just you know there are actually many things i disagree with in my culture right from time down and having nothing to do because you know you know things things about culture things about my culture particularly are things that i've always questioned right from very young age and at that point we were actually you know i actually felt free to to like discuss it with elders or mature people and you know i got a lot of insights and various perspectives about them so I'm actually quite liberal with my culture. So there's really no transition there. Well, explain what you mean by liberal there. We say when you're liberal with your culture, what do you mean? Just free that. I'm, you know, I'm actually, I'm a person of culture, but I'm not so very, very immersed. I'm not so very, very engaged with the with the habit and the traditions. There are just some things that I don't go with. like for example now talking about things like you know, young people call the address the address old people, they put brother brother before their name or that's like sister brother to me, brother. I actually don't believe that stuff. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it right from time, but it's just in something that's very common in our culture. I don't do that. So many other similar things like that. There are just some things that, you know, actually, as in there are just some things about my culture that I I don't, you know, do it the way other people do it. But there are still some things I still do the way it is expected of me according to the tradition, the culture to do. So just, yes. So I just like, I'm just free and I'm not particularly strictly into it or abiding by the way things are done in my culture strictly. I just do there are some things that I do the way they would expect me to do and I just there are some other things I do in my own way. That's what I mean. Maybe I use the wrong word there or something. So before all things are like I I'm I'm interested in about uh, one of the things I'm interested in asking you right now is how do you feel as a person right now? You know how do you feel like, how do you feel now that you have maybe left religion behind? How do you feel? 
feel I feel I feel free. I feel happy about it. Actually, mostly not as if I'm rubbing it in the face of people that stick to it that okay, what you are doing is wrong and stupid. I'm not saying anything like that, but the thing is that whatever you're doing, people people are supposed to be sure. You're supposed to know, like for example, I always talk about I always talk about this stuff with my friend all the time. The guy, the guy, the guy understands basically everything, everything I always mean about me saying, okay, this is what I believe and what I don't believe. The guy understands it, but still, he's still maintaining his point that, okay, if this person is mind on that, he is believing in the assistant, in the existence of God and all that, but he totally understands my point. So now, people are free to, people are free to make their decision, but you, you should really be sure you should really be sure. You should be not just, you know, not just like, okay, somebody will now call you and ask you to, okay, explain to me something and you now just be making logical explanations. I always talk to my brain. He always tell me that he, he understands my point of view. He understands everything about everything I always say about, you know, trying to explain the everything the inconsistency is about the existence of God and all that. But it chose to believe that okay, there's a God in existence or there are gods or whatever. So that's just mostly what I would like people to take out of this. You should believe what you want to, but know, be properly informed about it. Have all the information, have facts, have your facts together and all that. That's just it. I think that's very interesting. I, I, yeah. Well, okay. Oh, oh, next question is, um, what do you think is one of the most important questions we should be asking as human beings right now? Actually, I actually don't think about that much, but now that I'm thinking about it, I think it should be our legacies, I guess, as people on earth, you know, what would be the mark of your existence in this life? Because quite obviously, everybody is going to live once. Some people believe in reincarnation. It actually doesn't make sense to me, but you are alive now, this once. You don't know if you're going to an afterlife or you are going to come back to this one or after you're dead here, that's going to be the end of you. Actually, that's going to be the end of your story on Earth here. So. You should be <clears throat> like, you know, focused on the legacy you leave behind because that's actually going to live a long time after you've gone. That actually makes sense to me in a way. Some could argue that that's, that's probably not what it should be, but um, <clears throat> the way I see it, I think that's actually something that people should prioritize. What do you think? Yeah, I think that was really interesting. I, 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 I probably have not even much thoughts to that before, but kind of like the thoughts and I fancy it. Yeah. My last question, which is the most important question on this podcast and everybody gets to answer this podcast is what is the meaning of life? Or what gives your life meaning? Wow. 
That that's really really deep, man. That, that's that's a very heavy question. I'm not very sure right now about to answer it, but uh, I don't know. I guess uh, let me think for a minute. Let me think of just let me just think of something because the question was the meaning of life. Okay, now life defining life by the literal meaning. Life is like you know, um, what can I say? The um, okay, something that say the existence of a particular person or organism, or in another way, life could also be just this word: the existence of people and the community. All that, but the meaning of life is. Yeah. I don't know, I guess. <laughs> um, life. The meaning of life. The meaning of life. I just take it back to what I said earlier about legacy. Well, about legacies, of we living a legacy on earth, is what you mean? I guess so, yeah. Yeah, I quite understand you. It means for us as human beings, we should live our lives in such a way where we kind of have something to show even after we've gone. Like something that something to be remembered says. for. Yes. Yeah, I think that that's really interesting. Yeah, sure. Definitely. So right now I'll put you on the spotlight. You see, I'll give you one minute. You say anything you want to say to my audience. Tell them anything you want, where they can find you, or say anything you want to tell them. I'm listening to you. What you want me not so so special. Um I'm a business person. I'm an investor. I'm a, um, a music lover. A little bit of a performer. It's maybe sing. Then um, I'm on Twitter at Mark Lorenzo and also on Instagram Mark Lorenzo too. It's nothing much special about me, but uh, actually. Actually, actually okay. And actually, I want to, you know, thank you and appreciate your time for putting me on, you know, for having me here and having this talk. I've actually been looking forward to it and I have to admit I've been nervous about it. I didn't really prepare much, but I know that, okay. I actually look forward to, you know, having talks with you and you know more talks after this songs will be better because I'm sure yeah, definitely. probably this is my first time yeah I think yeah I think we have to talk more on other topics and go on in other philosophical circles I guess yes yes man I appreciate your time yeah, it was nice having you on the show thank you bro Thank you for listening to the end. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to subscribe. Also, don't forget to leave a five-star review. That's it for me this week. Until next week and until then, stay curious.